the Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. We're all about delivering great content, thoughtful discussions, and tips and tricks to help you truly get the most out of your life and business. And here's your charismatic host, me, Matt Browning. Hey, it's Matt Browning. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the pod. How are you? Hope you're having a good week. You know, um, I'm having a good week. It's been a busy, busy weekend. Uh, over the last few days, we've had in our church, we had a leaders conference come in this weekend. So we had sessions Thursday night. We had Friday morning, Friday night, all day Saturday, church Sunday morning. We had guests in uh, from California and from the UK coming to stay with us. So shout out to our friends Ben and Sam from the UK and Brian from California. You guys rock. It was so amazing having you. But you didn't tune in to hear about all my friends. You tuned in to get some business wisdom for today, to get something, uh, an encouraging or uplifting message. You want something something that's going to set you on a path for this week. And I assume that's why you tune into Teaching Tuesdays, and that's what we're here for. So I am... Uh, I, I've been having something come up during some private coaching sessions, and I think this will be a conversation that I want to have with all of you. Um, one client I had spoken to said, you know, I want to do this other program and I want to launch, you know, their, their next step. But they kept saying how, you know, something was going on and one time it was with a marriage, one time it was with the kids, one time it was with health, one time it was with the family. And there was stuff going on, you know, and this person just kind of, they, they said something that just struck me. They said, and I'm, I'm purposely not saying he or she, I don't want you to, just in case you know all my clients or something, I don't, I don't think you do. But anyway, um, I just think this was such an interesting conversation that I, 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 be, I talked about it and coached the person. But then I also really began thinking about it deeper and said, well, you know, is there secrets to this? And they said something really interesting. It was along the lines, I don't remember word for word, but it was along the lines of once all this drama is out of my life, then I can finally focus on what I really want to do to grow my business. And I kind of got taken back and I thought, wow, what a presupposition, right? What a belief that once all this drama is gone, then I can do that. So there's a, there's a lot in that language pattern. First off, whenever we say once this, then that, what we're actually doing just from a uh, linguistic perspective or an NLP perspective is we're making what's called an ordinal presupposition or in layman's terms, assuming that something has to happen in a certain order. First this, then that, right? Once I get this, then I can do that. So we're saying that this first thing has to happen first. If it doesn't happen first, we can't do it. And you know what's interesting is that's almost never true. You know, if you said, I have to get rid of this thing first before I can do this next thing, what if you started the next thing while you get rid of the first or while you dealt with it? Shockingly, <laughs> it might feel overwhelming, it might not, but you can actually do it. So this episode is entitled, uh, Three Keys to Eliminate Drama from Your Life. So if you ever struggle with having, whether it's yours or someone puts on you, um, I've looked at the patterns behind personal dramas, um, you know, and whatever you want to call that. We're just going to, I'm going to call it drama. It's emotional. It may be upsetting. Ultimately, though, dramas take your time. They take your energy. They suck you in. And some of us certainly have patterns. I'm sure some people have patterns where whether you know it or not, you're creating the drama. That's possible. I know. Some people are drama magnets, which is another way to say you're creating it because it's never from you. It's always from people around you. But shockingly, you always have people around you that create drama. 
So that's the drama magnet person. And, and the third kind is someone who, you know, runs into it from time to time and it might be seasonal or it might be a moment when a lot's going on in life. And, and I get that. It could be health crises. It could be family stuff. It could be an accident. It could be uh, an economy changing. Any number of things could be a temporary drama. I know so, some close friends of mine and some uh, different family members over the years that aren't generally dramatic type people. They don't have a lot of stuff going on or going wrong. But there's been seasons where something happened or a couple things happened in a row and it really uh, took everyone's attention. And those are things that, that change seasonally. So whether you're the drama king, drama queen, whether you're the drama magnet, or whether you're the seasonal drama, um, I think this can pertain to you. And I'm going to give you three clear strategies, clear keys to eliminate drama from your life. Because here's what I know. You can write this. If you listen to this podcast taking notes, this is something you want to write. As one of my coaches, Clint Arthur, says, on a whole page. You want to write this on a whole page. Personal dramas versus business success. Personal dramas versus business success. Drama always wins. Write it on a whole page. Never forget it. When the two come up against each other, you know, it if it's a question of whether or not I can be productive in my business or write that email or, or make that sales call or create that new slideshow or whatever you need to do, if it comes down to I need to take time for that, but if there's personal dramas going on in life, it's always going to win because dramas have more urgency. They have more emotive power. They have more um, uh, mental stick to You know, you can try to evade the drama, but if it's there in your life, it's going to keep finding you. That person might text or call again and again. See, your, your emails that are unwritten, your clients that are unfollowed up with, they're not going to call you over and over again. They're not going to text bomb you 22 times when you don't call them back. You understand what I'm saying? I guess I, I can't really wait for you to answer because this is a one-way conversation at this point. But you get my point, right? That's the idea. The dramas are more powerful. They're more engaging in a way, positive or negative. They're, they take more of our time and attention. So they're always going to win. Here's three keys to get rid of them permanently. Um, key number one is confront it. Key number two, I'm just going to give you an overview. Confront it. Key number two is eliminate it. And that's possible sometimes. And key number three is systemize it. Okay, so confront it, eliminate it, or systemize it. CES. I, I guess that doesn't make a really cool acronym, but nonetheless, that's what it is. So let's talk about confronting it. So a drama that is happening, the last kind of person I talked about, the seasonal dramatic, the, the one that it, it ebbs and flows, and, and maybe you're in a season in life right now, or you know, personal or business, that there is some dramas going on. There's, again, some medical stuff happening. There's some family stuff going on. There's something that isn't normal. It doesn't follow you around, but right now you find yourself in the midst of something really hard. If that's you, what I would suggest is key number one is confront it. So that means instead of trying to fight it, instead of trying to say, oh, this drama, it's in my, oh, there's all this going on, but I really want to focus on my business. What am I going to do? Instead, I want you to look at your business and say, how can I put this on hold for a moment, for a season, for whether it's a day, a week, a couple of weeks, a couple of months? It depends on what the drama is and what needs to be handled. You know, if, um, if something serious happened medical-wise with one of my family members, what I would probably do 
is I would confront it, and what that means is knowing that this is here for a season, and there's a lot going on. You know, I I, sh- I've sh- I don't know if I've sh- I guess I probably shared this with you if you listen to one of the archive episodes uh, back in September 2018. I put out an episode for my brother, and I talked about his story and legacy. And one of the things I talked about in that episode was that he had this battle with cancer uh, that he finally succumbed to at the age of 36. Now, when he went into the hospital, he was it was six weeks. We didn't know how long, of course, it would be. We didn't know if this was going to be a two-year struggle, um, a 10-year struggle, a three-month. It turned out that it was six weeks from the day he got admitted to the day he passed. Now, not knowing how long it was, that was one of the moments when I don't tend to have a lot of drama in my life, a lot you know, of all these pulling uh, different directions and, and chaos and whatnot. I've done a lot of work around it, but I don't tend to have a lot. When my brother went in the hospital and got sick and we didn't know what was going to happen, to me, that was a confronted uh, uh, strategy. So what I did is I looked at my business and said, okay, what must I absolutely, positively, no matter what, fulfill and get accomplished in the business? Everything else I laid aside. I didn't do any new promotion. I didn't do, do any new strategies. I didn't create anything. I didn't make a new seminar. I didn't go after new clients. And during that period, I looked at the calendar and thought, okay, I had two or three uh, three-day workshops that many people had registered for and paid for and were showing up for, and I had hotel rentals and everything. And I thought, if I don't do anything in my business, what will happen? Because I got to be there for my brother. I want to be there for my family, for him, for everyone. So what I had to confront myself with was what, what would be cool to do in my business and what was an absolute must And you know what's shocking is I found that every single thing I thought I had to do in my business was a should do. The only thing that was an absolute must, and I realized, I said, if I don't do anything in my business for 90 days at the stage that it was in, then I would have been in some big trouble. If I didn't fulfill on any of these seminars, you know, it would be like having a concert where half the venue is sold out or three quarters sold out, and then you cancel the tour. It's that kind of a thing where, you know, I'd have to refund all the tickets. We also wouldn't have any new sales for that for several months. Um, a lot of the business expense w- was riding on doing these few different workshops. And so rather than having an influx of income, I would have a massive outpouring of expense. Plus, I'd have to refund a bunch of previous income. So I looked at that and thought, okay, I got to at least fulfill on these workshops. So long story short, out of uh, six weeks... I took six days out of the six weeks, and I left Orange County. I went to San Diego, and I did one, two, three days, and then I came right back to the hospital. And then the next month, I did another, I think it was L.A. or Orange County. I did another one, two, three days, and then I came right back. So although I don't like that I left the family for that time, I'm glad I did because I think it was the right thing to do. I confronted the drama in my life, which again, this is not in a negative way, but it was the drama of the emotional roller coaster of having uh, my brother uh, on, I don't know how to say, I mean, he was, he was sick and beyond sick and on the deathbed. And then he, he did pass during that time though. What I did is I looked at my business again. I said, what's a must and what else can I lay down? I laid everything else down and didn't focus on it at all. And I just did a couple of things that I absolutely had to do. And the rest of my attention confronted the reality of the situation. And I focused on nothing but connecting with my family, being there for my brother, and having you know that moment. So consider if right now the drama, if there's something going on in your life, and your family, uh, whatever it is, in your own health, 
it might just be something that for this season right here, right now, you have to confront, you have to focus on, you have to put all your time and energy into so that you can get through it. And when you're through it on the other end, then that'll be finished. You'll put it to bed and then you can turn back and focus on business or focus on whatever's next and get right back in the swing of life. So that's strategy number one is confront it because it's there for a season and you got to focus on it for a season. Strategy number two is eliminate it. Sometimes there are boundaries, or there, well, I'll talk about boundaries. Sometimes there are dramas in our life that, quite frankly, do not need to be there. And what we need to do instead is create a boundary around it. We need to be willing to, to, to put up a fence around those things that we love and what's important to us in life. And we put up that fence and say, hey, you can't come in here. You know, this is my family. Or this is my business, my livelihood, or this is my personal health. And, you know, maybe you have a client who's driving you nuts and they're in the middle of all this stuff going on and they're dragging you into it before you know it, you're having this whole this whole drama along with them. You might need to take a step back and go, hang on, hang on. I think I'm gonna put a boundary around this. Client, I wish you the best on your future endeavors, but you're fired. I'm no, you know, here's your money back or whatever. I don't need, I don't need that drama in my life right now. And when you free that up and think of a boundary, like, like a property fence boundary, that's what boundaries are. When you put up a fence and you know where it is, people know, first off, people know how far they can come in without you having to chase them off, right? If I have a fence all the way on my property line, people know that they shouldn't just hop the fence and come on up to the porch, metaphorically speaking, right? The problem is what a lot of us do is a lot of us have what I call the invisible fence. It's like that electro, uh, electrocuted pet fence, which is, I, I'm not going to comment on that. I don't have one of those. Um, but, you know, for, for those, those invisible electric fence that are underground. And what happens is people have a boundary, but they don't know where it is. So it's just this invisible fence. And you're standing on your porch and somebody comes walking up. And you don't know if they've crossed the boundary. <laughs> and they don't know if they've crossed the boundary until what happens until they get electrocuted and then they come too close and then something in you kicks in you go hey 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 that's my boundary what are you doing get off my fence get off my property and you're upset that they've come too close into something and they've crossed a boundary and people dramas will do that with us so if you don't if you're not clear on what your boundary is on what you allow into your life and what you don't allow into your life and i'm talking family members I'm talking friendships. I'm talking client basis, team members. Um, there have been times when I looked at the team uh, in the company and said, hey, everything seems like it's great, but this something has to go. Or there's a person who was creating drama. You know, I remember years ago, there was someone who I just thought, gosh, this is not working well. It's causing more stress. I'm going home not thinking about my clients and my next product. I'm busy babysitting and thinking about this person because there's always something going on with the person. So I had to quickly learn. I need to set a boundary so I, I get to change that business relationship. So whether you need to hire or fire someone, whether it's, a, again, a team member, it's a client, uh, it, it's, it's friends, it's family, there are times you can love your family, but you can have a boundary around time with your family. You can love your friends and have a boundary around how much time you spend with them or which friends you let in closer. You can have some friends that maybe, you know, go into the kind of inner circle and some friends that are in the medium circle. And that's up to you personally, how kind of how you feel to lead, to lead life. But I'm a firm believer that you need to know who blesses you in your life and who you'll bless in your life. And if it's a mutually blessing relationship, you're in good shape. 
But if it's a one-way kind of drama street where one person always brings emotional stuff and issues and things to work through, I have no problem helping someone, a good friend, work through something. I'm there for them. I love people. But if that same person is always doing that and I never have the same thing happening, what will happen is I'm not going to judge it and I'm not going to kick them out of my life. But I'll have a boundary around how much I'm willing to do that with. So maybe I meet them a certain, you know, certain amount of time. Does that make sense? You're not going to meet them and hang out with them four days a week because that is allowing too much of that strife into your life. And maybe, hey, so, you know, maybe there's some people you see every six months or every three months or once a month or whatever. So decide if you need to have some boundaries around the people or situations that bring drama into your life. It's also not just people. Let me say it this way. Boundaries can be for things. It can be for systems. Um, I had an opportunity recently to invest, not even financially, but to come in as a, as a consultant and help do a business turnaround. And it would have produced a, a six-figure return as a base, plus a percentage of the upside, plus a percentage of equity growing. And I looked at that and I thought, gosh, this genuinely has, has the potential very quickly within a couple of years to be uh, easily a seven-figure deal, um, multiple seven figures even, and a seven-figure plus exit, which means we could have helped to turn the business around and potentially got it sold within a few years and and had a, a pretty good size exit, which means I wouldn't have to do a lot of extra work after this. I could do the podcast and everything else for fun. And, you know, it, it was looking really good. It was looking really good. I was getting excited about the prospect of the upside. But then, then suddenly, I looked at the drama, and I saw what it would take to do it. And as more got revealed, I began to realize there was a lot more than meets the eye to turn this thing around. I would have had to take on a lot of liability. I would have had to be on site probably five times more than I thought initially I would have to. The turnaround time slowly started increasing until I thought it would go from a six-month to a year to a two- to three-year process. And before you know it, it was like I'm starting to do more phone calls about it. I'm texting all day about it. I'm coming out to do meetings. And as much as I appreciate the opportunities, to me, that was a good example of something that once I realized really what it was going to take, it wasn't that it was it was a negative drama. It was just there was a lot more emotional energy, so I call it drama, that went into it than for what I was going to reap in the long term from it. So I set a boundary around it and I made the decision that this is not going to be for me. And one of the hardest things we have to do sometimes is learn to say no to things. So I said no to that opportunity um, because I believe it was the right thing to say no to. And here's what's happened since then. I put a boundary around that and then the other aspects of my business have taken off. I've had more... uh, more podcast clients come on. I've had more elite coaching clients come on. I'm helping people with their launching their workshops. That's coming on more. Like we've had an influx of the thing that I'm really passionate about, which is helping people become influencers and experts in their spaces. Same as we, you know, I do here. I've had an influx of that work, which I love and I'm passionate about. And I believe it came from putting a boundary around the drama of this other opportunity and having to say no to it, even though on the surface it looked really good. All right, so that's boundaries. And then uh, key or strategy number three is get a system for it. If it's not, if it's seasonal, confront it and deal with it in the moment, lay down whatever else you need to and focus on it. 
if it's something that is in your life because of a relationship or because of an opportunity or something like that, you could eliminate it and say no to it and, and put the boundary around it. But system three is sometimes it's, it's dramas that come in because of everyday life, everyday life. So this is where you want to systemize it. So let's say sometimes in, in, in my marriage and family, over the years, Lola and I have worked on a lot of calendaring and a lot of systemizing for our family and our life. So it's funny. It's things like, what are we going to have for dinner? Oh, I don't know. What do you think? Well, what should we? Oh, it's already late. It's this, it's that. And really what happens is we start to feel this kind of emotional drama of, oh, no, what's the plan for tonight? And as simple as that might be, if you're never sure what the plan is for the night and you're always winging it, that will create this kind of unneeded drama uh, of, of, of an emotional excess of having to figure something out. So what I would encourage you to do is systemize things. You know that, I mean, it's simple. It's, hey, there's five nights a week. Let's, what are five dinners? And let's just cycle through five dinners. Or heck, if you really like variety, cycle through 10 dinners. And then Saturday, Sunday, go out or whatever, like make up your system. But if you can come up with, all right, I got lasagna one night. We got chicken and veggies another night. We do salmon one night. We do burgers this, you know, we do frozen food that night. You figure it out. And whatever you decide to do, you can just follow that system. And what will happen is instead of shopping at the grocery store four times in a week because you're kind of constantly getting things here and there, you already know what it is and you have a big old fat list and you go once a week, boom, you're done. And you don't have that, what do I got to do? What am I going to eat? How does it work? One of the things I, I, I started doing when I started feeling some drama around my health was, and, and what that means is I felt like I need to change my health, but I don't know how or I, yeah, what do I do? What's my system? I'm not really exercising. I've fallen off that. I'm eating junk food. You know, what do I do? Well, I started to eat healthy. I started meal prepping finally. And I always thought that was more work than it was worth. Here's the truth. Not meal prepping is more drama than it's worth. Ooh, <laughs> write that on a whole page. If you don't plan the if you don't plan something, that is more drama than it's worth. So what's beautiful is when I started meal prepping, I would take an, every three or four days, I'd put in a, a, a big you know pan of uh, chicken in the oven. I put a bunch of uh, vegetables all cut up and seasoned in the oven right next to each other, same you know 350, 375. And it would take me you know 45 minutes to prep, literally, to cut up all the veggies and put them in. And then put the chicken in a marinade or whatever. And then maybe an hour to bake and, and get out. But then what I would do is I'd take it all and I'd break it into 10 portions, put them in a glass containers and put them in the fridge. So now I could go down into my office in the house, right right now, recording this in the basement office, down in beautiful, sunny Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, I'm down here in the basement office and I'm recording this. And when I get hungry in a minute, I can walk upstairs, I can grab one of those containers warm it up for uh, 1 minute 30 seconds, and then boom, I have a meal, and I don't have to think about it. More, Not only do I not have to go out and find something or try to scrounge for something to make something fresh, although that's nice sometimes, but what I love is there's no drama to it. I don't have to think about it. The moment I get a 10-minute break, that's all I need. I can run upstairs, warm it up, eat my food, and then get back to what I'm doing, and I don't have a drama about what to eat. So whether it's what to eat, whether it's uh, you know what to wear, make a system for your clothes. Seriously, some people, I, I cannot tell you, it's so crazy. People have these dramas around what to wear. And if you have a drama around what to wear, for goodness sakes, just make a system. Say, do I like pants or shorts more? Boom, go get a few pairs. Do I like t-shirts? Do I like this? Whatever you like, go get it. 
and make a system where you say, okay, here's my outfits. I remember Tony Robbins sharing a great strategy for this. He has a total system for his clothes, for like uh, workshops and for traveling. And he just straight has, you know, here's the suits, here's the outfits for stage, here's my Saturday wear, whatever. And he's got it in his closet. He'll have like 10 outfits for whatever kind of occasion or five. You know, you don't need that many. You don't need to be rich to do this. But he, he literally lays out, it's this shirt, these shorts, and those shoes, that's what I wear. And then this shirt, these pants, and that sweater, that's this kind of outfit. And then he'll actually take it and put a, make a picture of the outfit, and he'll call that fall number one, or seminar day one, seminar day two, seminar day three. And he just has them there. So then when it comes time to get dressed, you can have a personal assistant if you're Tony, or if you're you know, like me and you, you just go to your closet and you grab outfit number two. So think about how you can systemize the things that are chaotic throughout your day, throughout your week. That'll help you a ton. Um, use the calendar. You know, I even though I, I had so much flexible time in business and in life, I had to learn to stop flexing so much. Just because you're an entrepreneur or you make up a schedule or something doesn't mean that you need to, to be so flexible that nothing is ever set in stone. Believe it or not, your life will get more or less chaotic and easier when you stop flexing too much. So, for instance, I'll pick, there's a couple of days a week and chunks of time throughout that day that are my open, schedulable podcast guest times. So whenever all the guests that you've heard on my podcast, every Friday an interview drops. And when you hear one of those interviews, that person most likely recorded on one of two days. And I end up having like four to six interview possible days throughout the entire month. That's it. I don't throw it in wherever I can. Every day I'm not doing, that would be so chaotic if I had no system. So there's a couple of days a month where I have podcast guest interviews. I have uh, one day a week. Every Tuesday is my coaching day. So when I have private clients come on for my elite programs that do personal coaching with me, or I have people that are part of our our group programs that have some time uh, to do coaching sessions, they always schedule those coaching sessions on a Tuesday, and I give all the uh, open time. So I know that from this time to that time, That's a section in my schedule that I don't schedule family time. I don't schedule, um, I don't leave it unscheduled and and have play time. I don't work on other stuff. That's my coaching time. So it's only half a day-ish, three quarters of a day maybe, one day a week. And it's even every other week sometimes. And then I have another part of my day that's this, another part that's that. And then I have a few days a week where I make sure I finish no matter what by 3.30 Eastern time so I can pick up my son from school. You get the idea? Use your calendar and schedule the things that need to be scheduled. So I hope that blesses you today and for the week. So just a quick recap, personal dramas versus business success. Dramas will always win. So three uh, secrets, three keys, three strategies to get rid of drama and eliminate drama from your life. Number one is confront it. If it's seasonal or if it's uh, momentarily, focus on it, confront it, and put it to bed when it's, when it's time, when the, when the drama passes. Strategy number two is eliminate it by putting boundaries around the person, place, or thing that's causing the stress and, and drama. Um, just put boundaries around how much you're willing to let into your life. And strategy number three is get a system for it. Calendar it, systemize it. Don't make it spontaneous anymore. Make it expected. And what will happen is those dramas will eliminate themselves because the content of, of what to eat, what to wear, where to go, how to do this, how to do that will begin to systemize itself and the drama will disappear. Hope that was useful. Real quick, I want to tell you, if you haven't lately, if you would, just check out a quick subscription. I know this is the part where you fast forward. Don't fast forward. 
Don't pause and go to the next episode. Check your iTunes or your podcast app if you're on an iPhone. And if you still have a purple button that says subscribe, a lot of times if you haven't listened to a few episodes, it'll pop up and unsubscribe you. You don't want to be unsubscribed. Hit the subscribe button and what will happen is the new episodes will notify you and they'll come automatically downloaded to the device of your choosing. It's amazing. And then you will have two times a week, every single week, you'll have this show coming at you. Tuesdays is always teaching. Fridays is always interview Fridays. I am excited. This is episode, I think, 76 or 77. We're getting up there. When we get to episode 100, we have a very, very special surprise. Um, There is something new on the horizons. I can't wait to share what is coming down the pike with you. But we're going to make a a shift and a change to the brand. So just be on the lookout. It is coming. Follow me on social media, especially Facebook and Instagram, at Matt Browning. You'll find me there. And when I drop some hints and talk about what's coming next, I'm actually going to ask for your advice. I want to have your feedback as to what we should be doing next on this show. Um, So I want to share some of those successes with you, and I will be doing that in the following weeks. Until then, have an awesome week. As usual, get out there and crush it and do what you're made to do. And I will see you on Friday with an awesome, awesome interview with an entrepreneur who is living on purpose.